Because I'll get people say, should I wait to invest? And I'll say, no, it's a great time to learn the business and build connections and build relationships and, and understand how to look at deals. Welcome to the Real Estate Life Podcast, where we create a life of passive income through real estate and doing what we love. In this episode, we had Rod Cleef. He's an entrepreneur, real estate investor, multiple business owner that specializes in multifamilies. In today's episode, we will talk about some of the most common mistakes investors make and how to learn from failure. We will also discuss the cycles of real estate, inflation, and the current state of the market. Finally, Rod will share the details of his upcoming event and an amazing three-day boot camp in Orlando. All this and much more up next. Real estate investing is changing, but there are people evolving and thriving. In this podcast, we'll listen to their stories and hopefully learn from them. I am dedicated to creating a life where I could create multiple passive income and doing something I love along the way. To me, the most important part is doing significant work and create great relationships along the way. For those that want to invest in passive income multifamilies, email me at abio at abiobiestatos.com. My name is Abio Biestatos. I am a real estate investor and entrepreneur, and I want to help you live the real estate life. Welcome to the Real Estate Life Podcast. Welcome to the Real Estate Life Podcast. And today we have a very special guest, Rod Cleef. You know, Rod has been someone I've been following for the last couple of years in my career. I've learned a lot from him and I can't wait for you folks to hear his story. And I hope you guys could share the same, this, the same stuff I learned from him. Rod, welcome to the show. Oh, thanks for having me, brother. I'm really looking forward to this. Let's have some fun and add some value. Yeah, let's do it, man. So, Rod, there's something that caught my attention. It was your, your story, your 2008 story. And the reason why is because I also got into the real estate business two years right before the 2008 uh, happened. And uh, for those that, that weren't around for that era, it was a very painful lesson. Uh, can you share a little bit of your background and your story and, and how we got to this place right now? Sure, sure, sure. Well, it's a painful story, but uh, you know. But let me go way back. So I immigrated to this country when I was six years old with my brother Albert and my mother's Vancha. Um, I was born in the Netherlands in Holland. You know, wooden shoes, windmills, and we ended up in Denver, Colorado, where I lived for thirty years. And but when we first got there, we really struggled. Uh, I I remember eating expired food because that's what we could afford. We had powdered milk with our cereal in the morning because that was cheaper than real milk. I wore clothes from the Goodwill and the Salvation Army literally all the way through junior high school till I lied about my age when I was 14 because I was tall and got a job at Burger King and uh, so I could buy my own clothes and ultimately hopefully buy a car. And um, so we struggled. And I'm sure, you know, you've got listeners. Yeah. That, that had it harder than we did, or maybe have it harder now with all this COVID nonsense. But, uh, you know, I knew I wanted more. And luckily, my mom had an incredible work ethic. So she babysat kids so we'd have enough money to eat. And with her babysitting money, she was a bit of an entrepreneur. She invested in the stock market and made money, but she also invested in real estate. Her first house was right across the street from us. We bought from a neighbor and she bought it for 30, 000, approximately $30,000 when I was about 14. When I was 17, she told me it had gone up $20,000. It was that, that she'd made $20,000 in her sleep. And I'm like, what? <laughs> Screw college, mom. I'm getting into real estate. So I got my real estate broker's license right when I turned 18. I was going to be rich selling other people houses. And uh, my first year in real estate, I made about eight grand. My second year, maybe 10 grand. But my third year, I made over 100000 which back in 1981 was pretty decent change. And so what happened between year two and year three? Well, what happened was 
I, uh, I met somebody that taught me about the importance of mindset and psychology. And, you know, anybody that listens to me knows that I'm a huge proponent. And, and my belief is 80 to 90% of your success in anything, uh, certainly financial success, but even relationships, everything else is mindset and psychology. And so fast forward to today, I've owned over 2,000 houses that I've rented long-term in three states. I've owned thousands of apartment units. In 2006, my net worth went up $17 million while I slept. And if you do the math on that, it's like $8,300 an hour over a 40-hour work week for the year. And of course I did. And you know anybody that holds still long enough heard about this big win. And you know, I, I got a head so big, I could barely fit it through a door. I thought I was a real estate God. <laughs> well, you know, when that happens, God or yeah. whatever you believe will give you a nice little smack. Well, yeah. that was 2008. Like you said, I lost $50 million in 2008. I lost everything. And, you know, so, so what I'm known for is talking about, you know, the mindset it took to have 50 million to lose in the first place. And then the mindset it took to get back to the success, to, to recover from that and get back to the success that I'm blessed to have today. Uh, but that's the story. And, and you know, it's a painful story. But, you know, a lot of people fear failure. And I'm going to tell you, fear regret a lot more than failure. We fail our way to success. Any entrepreneur knows that we, we you know, you fail a lot. And, and they're, they're seminars. I call them seminars. I don't call them failures. I've actually built, you know, a lot of people don't know this. I built 27 different businesses, startups, and several were worth tens of millions of dollars, most spectacular flaming seminars. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, uh, I, in fact, as an aside, one more little note, I met the billionaire owner of Spanx uh, at a mastermind that I went to. I believe in masterminds and, and you know, boot camps and so on. And I met her, uh, Sarah, Bla Sarah Blakely. She had started with $5,000 and now she's worth, I don't know, four or five billion. And uh, she told me that her dad used to ask her and her brother on a weekly basis, what have you failed at this week? Which to me is just such an awesome freaking question to ask your kids not to fear failure. But anyway, yeah, so that's my 2008 story. That's pretty neat. Now, yeah. talking about that failure, now we, we've had a great run in real estate. Uh, actually, uh, the, the run has actually exceeded my expectation. I, I honestly couldn't think it had gone, gone this far. Me so too. I am at the, I, I'm at the edge of my seat right now. Like I'm, I'm, I'm freaking out. Oh, it's uh, coming. Uh, it's coming. <laughs> okay. It's coming. So, Trust me. So that that's, I don't know if it's it's it, things just don't make sense to me. I'm looking at the inflation. I'm looking what residential is trading for. I'm looking at people buying these assets that you know they just doesn't seem they could afford, even though the financing is a little bit more stricter. The guidelines are stricter. Interest rates are extremely low, but it's become so competitive. So anyone that's getting into a multifamily space, so even seasoned veterans, when I when I'm underwriting deals and I see deals that I lose, which I'm losing quite a lot lately. Mm -hmm. um, I start to think like, what what's going on here? Like, what what what's happening? What are these people seeing that I'm not? Uh, what can you advise investors? Advise me also. What sure. mistakes you're seeing out there that you see them all the time? Oh well, no, same same thing you're seeing. You know, we we uh, uh, you know we're kissing about 300 frogs to find a deal right now, and and it used to be 100, now it's 300. And you know, I'm blessed because you know because of the success of my podcast. Um, like I was telling you earlier, we broke 11 million downloads. I and I have about a thousand students around the country that send deals to me. So I mean, we're plus brokers and everything else. Um, so I'm, I'm kind of in a unique situation that I see probably a lot more deals than most people see. Um, and 
you know, I will tell you, and, and we'll, we'll be in best and final on a deal. For those of you who don't know what that means, it means, you know, they'll pick the top five offers and they'll say, okay, this is your best offer. And, and, um, and we come in there and, and, and a little more aggressive sometimes than I like. And we're like shaking our heads, scratching our heads when we see what these properties trade for. And so, um, you know, I, I will tell you, I think there are a lot of questionable deals happening right now. I think there's a rational exuberance. Now, here's the caveat. You know, and, and I've been through three of these crashes, okay. And and of course, 08, 09 was the 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 you know the big one. But um, you know, even back in the late '80s, went through some significant crashes. There was the SNL crash, and so so I've been through a few of these. I'm 61, um, and um, you know, I'll tell you that um, first of all, real estate like the weather goes through seasons it goes through cycles and 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 to think that it that that this is going to last forever is naive okay in fact this kind of feels like 2006 and 7 to me i will tell you it feels like it's frothing to me now is that something to fear is that something to to stop investing no it's something to be aware of um, it's actually a fantastic time to learn this business. And, and because I will tell you, if you listen to my podcast, I've interviewed the biggest players in the country. Um, uh, humbly, I, I really have. I mean, people with 20,000 doors, 100,000 doors, you know, and, and just mm-hmm. billionaires. And, and um, but, but if you listen to like the biggest chunk, which has like anyway, three to 6,000 doors that I've interviewed, most of them started in nine, 10, and 11. That's <laughs> what we call a clue, right? But, but, but let me say this as it relates to, you know, people, because so, I'll get people say, should I wait to invest? And I'll say, no, it's a great time to learn the business and, 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 and build connections and build relationships and, and understand how to look at deals and so on and so forth. Because, because I'm coming from a, from an education mindset, because that's what right. I do. I do live events. Right. I do boot camps. Uh, I have, like I said, I have coaching students and, and, uh, uh, and so when I'm t- talking to my students, I'm saying, no, this is the best time to learn because if the market does correct, with crisis comes opportunity and there will be incredible opportunity. But there are deals. I mean, I was telling you before we started recording, we've got a deal right now that um, in, in San Antonio, it's 296 doors and we just closed on it last week. We still need to raise some equity. So I'll, I'll let your listeners know if they want to check it out, they can, but um, we still need to raise a couple million, but we closed last week. But here's the thing, that deal breaks even today before we do anything at about 42% vacant. So 58% occupied, that thing breaks even day one with before we do anything. And there's all kinds of value add opportunity there. That's including the, the debt? Everything, debt, everything. Oh, wow, that's yes, that's yes. That's I mean, it's yeah, it's great. and that which is unheard of in this market. Okay, that's and 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 I'll give you another tip here. I mean, another piece of this. You know, most deals that are being done right now, the 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 split is in the 70, 30, 80, 20 range towards the investors. And of course, the investors like to hear that, but what they don't realize is that that the deals are being structured that way because they have to be to get the returns that the investors need. We're at 50-50 on ours and we're still at, you know, extremely conservatively and everybody says they're conservative, but we are really conservative uh, at the minimum, you know, probably in the 10 to 12 range, cash on cash, 15 to 17 IRR. And, and that's being conservative. It's significantly conservative. What do you, um, what do you give it investors on that deal? What's the uh, deal eight pref, eight pref, um, and and uh, you know uh, and then the return and then the fifty fifty and 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 those are the returns and so you know if if anyone's the, the interested 50, 50, the, your fifty fifty comes in after when the after hur- is the that a hurdle pref. after the eight pref yeah after the eight pref. yeah awesome. so they get the they Got get it. the first eight uh, percent and and then it's split fifty fifty and we're still able to project 
those kinds of returns at a 50-50, where again, most operators have to come in at 70, 30, 80, 20 to make the deal work. This deal is that conservative. Now, um, if you're interested in that deal, text PARTNER to 72345, or you can go to C-R-E-E-C-A-P, C-R-E-E-CAP.com and see the presentation we did on it. We still need to raise a couple of million. I've been busy with two live events and my partner's been busy with his son getting married it. and all kinds of stuff. So we now, haven't now to, really to touch base it. on that. To touch base on that deal, uh, I'll act like an investor on this okay. deal. And I just, I want to ask you quickly, sure. uh, where did you see the opportunity in this deal and how much of a bump up per unit can you get by doing well, what it's, value it, there's, add? there's all sorts of value add on this thing. First of all, that market, the rents went up 18%. While we were under contract, we the 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 property improved so much, and they and then the, when they when we our money was hard, they they dropped the management company. One person was in the office. It's supposed to have three, and there was one, and still. The property performed so much better than when it went under contract than when we closed that that it impacted our loan proceeds. We were able to, you know, deal with, uh, 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 you know, we, we, were, we had an increase in the uh, insurance because there's been a lot of uh, storms and stuff. So we had a $50 per unit increase in the uh, insurance. And because the property is performing so much better, it didn't impact our loan proceeds at all. But um, which is very unusual as well, that the property improves while it's under contract and in, in, in light of the fact that there was nobody there to work the property. So but, but anyway, um, what we the, the, the so so we're, we're being super conservative on the on the rent bumps on this thing. And I don't have the pro forma here in front of me. I can tell you how we how we mapped it out. But, you know, we, we show obviously. Um, higher vacancy year the first three years because we're we're doing our reposition or first two years actually because we're doing our reposition um, to improve these units and put in the normal you know the LVT flooring the the resurfaced countertops the appliance package the fixtures and so on and so forth but this property has a lot of peripheral opportunity as well okay there's a real uh, opportunity for preferred parking there and 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 no question people are going to uh, clamor for it so we're gonna we're gonna stripe the parking lot and number all the parking spaces. And then we'll let people know, hey, first come, first serve. If you want to res reserve your own spot, come in here. It's, you know, whatever it is, 20, 30 bucks a month. And you can reserve a spot. There's also an incredible opportunity there for covered parking. It's Arizona. I mean, I'm sorry, it's Texas and it gets hot. Okay. So, so we're going to have covered parking in a couple of areas. Um, every unit has washer dryer hookups, but not every unit has washers and dryers. So if somebody wants a washer and dryer, we'll throw it in and rent that out. Um, but uh, there's, there's, there's also an opportunity for self storage on the property in the back corner. And um, so we're going to do a survey and see what the interest is. I think it'll be high. And uh, and that we didn't even include that in the in the pro forma. I mean, we didn't even include this the potential self storage revenue. So, you know, it's just a again a really solid, super conservative, uh, but but very you know robust deal as far as returns are concerned. Uh, but again, much more conservative than normal. But back to your question about inflation, and are about the market where we are right now. And and let me talk about inflation. So this is the beautiful thing about our business. ABL, as you know, and that is, I, I don't think there's a better hedge against inflation than commercial, I, I mean, than cash flowing real estate, because as everything goes up in price, so do rents, right? And the debt sure. doesn't necessarily go up. It depends on what, you know, we've got 10 year fixed debt at 3.2, I think, on that. Uh, we we hit the, the commitment right at the perfect moment That's when awesome. the when the, tre the, the uh, 10 year uh, was. Fannie or Freddie or? 
Fanny, Fanny, Fanny. Yeah. And, and our model and, and, you know, a lot of, a lot of operators are in there to buy and sell and, you know, um, and, and, and make a quick buck. Our model really is lifetime cash flow. That's the name of my podcast, lifetime cash flow for a reason. And so what we do is, um, is in year three or four, we will put a supplemental loan on and get our investors most or maybe even all their money back. And then they're in the deal, you know, for really the returns are infinity if, if they've got all their money back. So, um, you know, that's our model. That. Now, now, we, now we keep an eye on the market, okay? You know, if, if the market starts to shift, then we're out. But, but if the market stays stable or improves, then then why? I mean, you uh, know. Yeah, let, yeah, let me touch base on that, Rock, because I'll, I'll tell you, it is very tempting when you're an, an investor that's trying to double up on their money and to, to not be tempted to sell these deals because you know you're getting constantly bombarded with offers. Not, not everyone, you know, especially when well, you're young, you want to get you want to double your money. And, what do you say people, to those investors? And, well, and I say that's because that's me. Like, the, you know, well, I, you know, I will tell you that that um, if 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 you can not have any investment in a deal and be making cash flow from that deal, I, I mean. Forgive me, but I don't think it gets any better than that. Personally, yeah, you might make a quick little hit, but you know, I, 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 I regret every property I ever sold. Every property, <laughs> and 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 I will tell you, I, I my yeah. first interview on my podcast was with a billionaire named Albert Barris, and I mean, he's forgotten more about this business than most people will ever know, and and he, uh, uh, you know, and, that, and he he said the same thing. He said, you know, I'm a real estate buyer, not a seller. In fact, I'll tell you a fun little side note. I, I host a, a mastermind. It's pretty, I think, pretty sure it's the largest multifamily mastermind out there right now. We've got about 14 billion in assets, and he's one of the members. And my my team called his his my assistant called his assistant and said, Hey, you know, we want to fly Albert down first class and we'll put him up at the Ritz so he can come speak to the members. And his, his, his assistant's like, Oh no, 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 he'll bring his own jet down. Thank you. <laughs> like, oh good Lord. Oh, yeah. Love it. Anyway, but uh, but uh, yeah. I digress. But but yeah, as far as, as again, as far as where we are on the market cycle, it's not a thing to fear. There are deals out there, as evidenced by the one I just talked about. And, and again, if you're interested, text partner to 72345. I'd love to chat with you about it or go to creecap.com. But be that, be that as it may, don't be in fear right now. And that's the thing. I think there's a lot of fear out there with COVID and everything else. Look how resilient this asset class was for COVID. They can't say the same thing about retail or office even, you know, they're, they got their butts kicked. Everybody's working virtually now and retail, you know, we all know what's happened there. So I'll tell you, I, we did see a lot of opportunities uh, during COVID. There was mm-hmm. a lot of distressed multifamilies that went out there, just poorly structured deals, uh, investors that just weren't well capitalized. Fantastic. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. They just, or they were relying, which is a mistake I see a lot in the business for those that are listening. You got to be careful with those investors that are relying on rents to re- rehab their property. That oh, is a no no. That's, that's a newbie. A no-no. Huge mistake. You never rehab a property on cash flow. You always correct. raise the money in advance. Super correct, newbie correct. mistake. You see and, a lot of that. And, 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 and you don't totally bank on rent increases. Okay, you know, you just you've got to be careful with, you know, you'll see 3% bump every year on a deal. And, you know, who knows if that's what's a good breaking point for a listener to listen out there when they're underwriting their deal and they're being there there has to be a a point where you says, all right, worst case scenario, this is my the percentage that I just can't pass. Yeah, I, I, I will tell you, you know. It depends on, it's so market driven. I, it I, I, it's impossible for me to answer that yeah. globally, but 
you know, there's some markets that that are seeing huge. And I mean, of course, this last year has been insane. Like I said, San, San, San Antonio, where this deal is, we're talking about, it went up 18%, which is oh, just Texas staggering. Is yeah, I yeah. mean, yeah. so, so and, and a lot of markets did. Um, but, you know, I, 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 I don't know that I can answer that question. It's so deal specific. Okay. It's yeah, asset it's, class, yeah. class specific as Correct. well. Correct. I agree um, with you. And, 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 you know, so you, you're, if, if you found distressed, you're in distressed stuff, right? Maybe yeah, that's, I mean, you like, that's what we know. So we buy distressed. We're buying, we're buying 40, stuff, 50, yeah. yeah, it's C, we have some Bs. Um, our discounts are 45, 50%. Right. Um, we are walking into, we, we have purchased properties that had 30% occupancy, uh, hmm. that they were going through a heavy lift and just, it, they had some issues, the owners. So that is our reputation. We have a strong background in construction. That's mostly been our target. We like to acquire properties in receivership. Uh, uh, for those that don't know what receivership is, these are properties that bank is trying to take possession of it. The courts have taken control of the property. That's our niche. You know, mm-hmm. we get down and dirty with those. We like those a lot Love because it. of the discounts. Love it. But they're not now, for now, everyone. You know, there's a lot of risk with those. I mean, yeah, they're, they are. They're, you know, for an unseasoned operator, it's it's a rest. It can be a recipe for disaster. Correct. But you obviously know what you're doing. Um, yeah. And and you know, as long as you discover why. The properties in receivership is the big thing. If if it's you know if it if it's not area, um, if it's something that you can control, if it's not functional obsolescence, rooms are too small for the area, right. ceilings too low, you know, poor poor systems, whatever, um, you know, then then yeah, they can absolutely be a home. I mean, I bought tons of distressed stuff, not yeah. not not um, not as much multi as as single family, tons of single family distressed. It, stuff, it is but. tough. They're, they're, they are less attractive uh, to investors, and it's it, you know not everyone has a stomach for them. Well, they're higher risk. They're they're certainly right. higher risk, but but yeah. they can also be you know higher reward too. Um, the the thing that that I'm careful of is I don't do any C minus or D because I've had some horrible right. experiences. Yeah. I mean, I've had people killed in them, killed around them. I agree. You know, holes yeah. cut in the door to pass the crack through. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, I could go on and on on, on that. I, I've had it. I've stories. had windows remote stolen from my from my properties. Uh, just oh yeah, off the frame. Oh, copper, <laughs> copper, steal yeah. all the copper. I mean, yeah. you know, and and some of these distressed areas are, yeah. you know, very poor. Um, and uh, we've we've got an asset in Louisiana. I probably should have avoided. Frankly, um, we just got such an incredible deal on it. My partner talked me into it. But uh, you know, the owner paid twenty grand. Or, I'm sorry, the owner paid twenty million ten years ago. We got it for sixteen and a half. Um, and, but but had a real problem. It's I, I can it's a management. That story. Yeah, it's yeah, a lot it of was. Management. I had a, I had a, I had a, a partner that had a management company, and I shouldn't have let him manage it. He just so uh, we took it over, and we've tripled the revenue. It's since not for every manager. No. Now I have a question, which is this one's this one's always been tough for me because there, there's so much different data on all over the internet about this specific question, which is what asset class performs the best in a recession or a down cycle, if you want to call it a down well, cycle. Uh, There's no question it's multifamily. I'd be all, I mean, I'm, who, what else is the government helping support? Well, well, like, no. Like, I, I wanted I, I wanted to say class A, class B. Or oh, class oh, 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 yeah. Oh, which okay, which of you. those which of those well, have you experienced well, to have performed? That, that, I, I will tell you, it depends on what caused the recession. In COVID, it was obviously A and B properties did much better than C yeah. because those the demographic in the C properties are the ones that got their butts kicked. That's you know, restaurant true. work. And, and and hospitality workers got killed and they were in C, C and D assets. So so the COVID recession, certainly A and B is better. Now, in 2008, I didn't have any A-class assets, but I heard that they did get hurt because people basically went down 
to downsize. To spend less money and combined families and did all sorts of things to live, you know, below their means or within their means. Um, But, you know, I'm not an expert to speak about that. Yeah, it's hard to find. And it's a question I get asked a lot by investors. And I I could just say that, you know, I'm just not in that class A market to understand how bad they're getting hit. But yeah, and well, overall, class C, I think everyone's affected. I would not buy class C right now. And and respectfully, I, I just think that I think COVID is here to stay. Uh, I think I think, you know, <laughs> this administration is working it a little bit, but I'm not. Well, let's not go down that rabbit hole. But uh, yeah. Let, but anyway, let, tell me about this Ohio deal. You just got hit. You got hit by a tornado. Oh, that's a funny story. <laughs> so I bought a, bought a well, funny, funny. Now I bought a hundred and one <laughs> unit complex up in Beaver Creek, Ohio. And literally months after we bought it, the team called and said, hey, we got, you know, we, we had a tornado hit. So I, I fly up there the next day. I'm driving down the street. And I see what well, there's no damage. There's no damage. Then I get to the complex and it is freaking destroyed. OK, and 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 thank God nobody died. We had a couple of people seriously injured. You know, I, I talked to a lady. She was all hundred one families had moved. Everybody's out. OK, wow. there's no power. Everything's I mean, yeah, it was just a unbelievable uh, logistical nightmare. But wow. um, well, actually I had a worse logistical nightmare with a hurricane here in Charlotte County, but where I, I own 350 houses, but, but let's stick with the apartment. <laughs> so, 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 but, but anyway, so um, I get there and I'm, there's this lady pulling her stuff out of the house because she has no power and she, you know, and there's water and everything and just a mess. And she told me that she was asleep on the couch and her son was up playing video games and the uh, luckily the early warnings thing went off on his phone. And so he heard it beeping. He walked downstairs to by the time he woke her up, his bedroom had been blown away. That's incredible. Yeah. And thank God wow. no kids got no kids got injured. But we did have a couple of people that had to have surgery. They're OK now. But, you know, wasn't wasn't fun for them. But uh, yeah. So but but the, but the moral of the story here it speaks to the the beautiful nature of our business because we were able to now you know we obviously had to rebuild we didn't change any of the floor plans or anything this was already a really nice townhouse project but we were able to put really nice finishes in and things like that and we got a $650 rent bump so wow. do the math on that you know, it's That's it's a twelve a million dollar twelve million dollar increase in value on a hundred unit complex, hundred one units, which is a little unusual. Um, so that would turned out to be a huge home run uh, well, because you ended up repositioning all new tenants. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, totally. All, that, that's the reason yeah, why you were able to get the empty. bump up. Place was empty. Yeah, was, you know, I mean, so yeah. you started from scratch. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, but uh, and, and it's in a you know, it's it's in a suburb of Dayton. Dayton is probably not a market I would pick uh, as a as a target market. But this is a very wealthy suburb. It's right by the base there. It's just a turned out to be a, a big home run for us. Now, very we've seen those kind of re- we've seen those kind of swings on other complexes. I got a Dallas asset that was 200 and 208 units. We got a $250 ramp up. So that's a $10 million increase. Um, you know, but that's why we like this business. Yeah. And yeah, those of you who don't know, beautiful. the beautiful thing about this business is that the, the value is based on a multiple of the net income, the net operating income. And so any increase to that net income is about a $17 to $20 increase in value. And so, you know, it's exponential. And, and, and so, um, you know, and, and very few assets that you can buy that you can force the appreciation. You can't do that with, you know, obviously with residential multifamily of any kind or single family because you're, you're based on the value being based on comparable sales. Well, in this case, it's totally based on income. So any improvement to that income is you know, you know, and that's why- appreciation is my favorite. Right, yeah, right, yeah, absolutely. If you can tap into that into that business, you're you're gonna kill it. Exactly. Right, you have you have 
an event coming up here in Orlando. Oh, thanks. Uh, in December. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, I would like the listeners to to know what the event is about and what what they should expect. No, I appreciate yeah. it. So it's a three day boot camp, and I literally it's not a sales pitch, and I don't you know I don't it, I talk about my coaching for about forty five minutes. Okay, there's the yeah. there's the sales pitch. Um, but you know I will say this: my students, I've been teaching just under four years. My students own forty five. I think actually closer to 46,000 units now that we know of that may be more than that, but 46,000 units in four years. So I'm really proud of that. Number one, but my events, uh, I, every one of them has sold out. I was supposed to be, I was supposed to have a live event in Orlando, May of 2020. We all know what happened with that. Yeah, and I had a yeah. bunch of people signed up. I was freaking yeah. out. Like, what are we going to do? So I went to virtual, I, you know, I built a video studio here in my compound here in Florida, but, um, but so we've got a live event, December 3rd, 4th, and 5th. It is, you know, we go through every aspect of the business, finding deals, evaluating those deals, the due diligence, financing the deals, getting the funding you need for the deals, you know, how to syndicate, how to joint venture, how to manage. And then, you know, I'm known for mindset. So I spend a lot of time on mindset as well, because you've got to take action with what you learn. It's not, you know, if it was just knowledge, there'd be a bunch of wealthy librarians and college professors yeah, out there. You actually have to yeah. do something. So yeah. uh, I've got a phenomenal deal right now. Um um, actually when you're going, if you're going to go live on Monday, this is perfect because uh, if you rem remember this guys, okay, it's rod in Orlando.com or text rod in Orlando to seven, two, three, four, five, but use the code rod friend and you can come for 150 bucks, $147. Okay. I'll I mean, drop it's the kind link of a, for the listeners. It's kind of a duh. Okay. $147 for three full days of training. Now it's drinking through a fire hose. I'm going to tell you, I've got the manual. Here's the manual. So you, uh, it's this one and get an idea. Awesome. I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's awesome. 220 pages or something. It's again, it's not some fluffy thing. I give you everything I I've got in those three days. Uh, people yeah, rave I, about I, I it. Wanna I want to add something about these, 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 uh, this type of class, because it's not just for someone that wants to do the business. Let's no. say you want, you're, you want to invest, you don't want to be hands-on, but you want to find the right syndicator, the right person to do a joint venture with. These things are important for you to learn because you, you're going to know the lingo. You're going to, you're going to know what they're talking about. You're not going to be blinded by something. If something goes wrong, you, you're, you got to educate yourself, even if you're not going to be hands-on. I'd like to expand to on that. I'd like to expand on what you just said. If you're going to give your freaking hard-earned money to somebody, for God's sakes, have some basic understanding of what it is they're doing. And so, come, you know, I get a lot of people that just want to invest passively that come to my events to learn the business. And it's a lot of fun. I'm going to tell you. I mean, I keep it really entertaining, high energy the whole time. I, I face plan on Monday. I will tell you that. But I will tell you, those three days, you get everything. And I've never had a complaint other than the freaking room's too cold or something, you know, or they didn't like the food at dinner or something. But yeah, you picked that's a it. great location. Orlando's yeah, awesome. Yeah, it'll be fun. And yeah. and yeah, you'll you'll love it. But again, it's it's rodinorlando.com or text rodinorlando to 72345. And remember the code rod friend. And it's basically half price or, or it's it's like 147 bucks, which is Again, just stupid cheap. So, and how can they get in touch on this deal that you have now on the pipeline? Yeah. So, yeah, if, if you're accredited, we can only do accredited. If you're accredited, text the word partner to 72345 or or go to that CREECAP.com and, and there's the presentation you can watch. But, you know, just text it and we'll, we'll get you, you know, set up what's, with a call or, or send you the link so you can watch the presentation. What's really the minimum investment deal. on that? Uh, 100,000. 
A hundred thousand yeah. for yeah. those who are listening to take a look at that deal. Uh, after hearing him talk about it, sounds very encouraging. Rod, it was a pleasure talking to you. I mean, man, thank this you, is brother. awesome. I've thank been following you, you for many years and I finally got to talk to you, man. Thanks. Well, for that's that. Thank it. you for your kind words, buddy. It's great to meet you. And then hopefully I'll see you in Orlando uh, because, uh, you know, there'll be a ton of people there. You should if you can come. Please awesome, come man. as my yeah. guest. I'll yeah, take you up on that. Thank All you. Right. Appreciate it. Thank you. Bye bye. Take care. Thank you for listening to the Real Estate Life Podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you'd like to reach out to me, please go to my website, www.abiobiesteros.com.